All right, folks, it's the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fiddle. Follow on the X at It Happens, where you can find me. Um, coming to you live from Las Vegas right now. And um, also go to the uh, Fan Street Sports, powered by DSP Media. You can go download our free app on um, on Apple and Android, both. Download the app, the Around the Clock program. We've got so many different great hosts and great shows from all over the country. Um, the Scott Hamilton Show just recently debuted. That's a great listen. Make sure you check that out. Uh, I do the Buckeye Blitz. We also have a famous football blitz. There's all kinds of shows um, that you can listen to and check out that are wonderful. So support us that way. Also go to fanstreetsports.com, and you can go to the Facebook page we have. We can interact with some of the hosts and also uh, other fans of the shows. But um, like, listen, subscribe, share, do all those things and help us out as we spread, out, spread the word with Fanstream Sports. Okay, so I'm um, doing this on Sunday evening, pretty late, uh, and that's okay because Monday night is when the, the Steelers are in action hosting the Browns in Pittsburgh. Can't wait for that. I'm going to that game straight from Vegas. Um, so and you might see me in the end zone. I'm in the first row of one of the end zones, and I'll be wearing a, an obnoxious Hawaiian Steelers shirt. So check that out. And um, But uh, that's uh, the Monday night game, part of the, the, the second Monday night game. It's a doubleheader. Not really a doubleheader. It's two games, though. It's not like back-to-back. But one starts at 7.15, I think, Eastern time. 7 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Eastern, something like that. But the Steelers game with the Browns is a huge game. So uh, we'll talk briefly about the 49ers loss and what I and that'll kind of bleed into with why this game is so important coming up um, uh, on Monday night. So... 49ers game was an absolute disaster, and uh, the Steelers never looked like they were on the same level of talent or uh, just even coaching-wise. I mean, the Steelers were out-coached, out-played, out-executed, out-everything, you name it. They never got it going on offense. It looked like a totally different team than what we saw in the preseason from the Steelers' offense. And I don't know if it's because of this, this 49ers defense. Part of it could be that, but the offensive line was so bad. And the play calling was just awful also. And I'll get on, get to Matt Canada in just a second. But, um, and then defensively, the Steelers had no answer for Christian McCaffrey or the 49ers. Now, to be fair, the Rams on this uh, just today did also did not have an answer for Christian McCaffrey, although they kept it very close with the 49ers, uh, much closer than the Steelers did. Uh, when the Steelers were at home, Rams were also at home, but they both got uh, steamrolled by the 49ers. So, um, defensively, Cam Hayward being out is going to be a big loss for them. But I mean, for, for them to give up 40 points to the 49ers at a 40 to seven loss, um, at home is just, it's, it's embarrassing for the team. And now we'll talk about why it's so important going forward and why this Browns game is so important. So first I'm going to put, uh, you know, a lot of this goes, it's easy to blame Matt Canada, but I think at some point we have to start either blaming Mike Tomlin or the Steelers brass. So let me explain why. Because Matt Canada last year, as offense coordinator, Matt Canada has not done a great job with the Steelers offense at all. And I was surprised they brought him back for another year. And I guess it's because, one, there's a stability in the Steelers organization where, which is one of the things I admire, the fact that in my lifetime, I'm 52 years old, there's been three Steelers coaches. There's been Chuck Knoll, there's been Cower, and now there's been Tomlin. They are loyal, very loyal, usually not to a fault. But with Matt Canada, it might be to a fault at this point because, you know, they brought him back. They kind of stuck. They're not going to fire him in season. They are stuck with him for this season for better or for worse. Maybe I'll be totally surprised and he'll turn things around in the Browns game on Monday night. He has to, though. But at some point, you've got to start wondering, is there someone else to blame? Because maybe Matt Canada's just not right for the job and he shouldn't be in this position. 
And if he shouldn't be in this position, somebody put him in this position. And at the end of last season, decided to bring him back for another year. And that whoever that was, or a combination of whoever that was, they need to be held accountable for that. Because the offense that Pittsburgh showed against San Francisco was pathetic. Najee Harris never got going. Maybe Najee Harris will never be a great running back. Uh, you know, Warren looked okay. The passing game, though, it, it looked it just the play calling was awful throughout the game and very, um, very, very vanilla, very conservative. And it showed in the result at the end of that game. So at some point, you've got to start saying, is it Matt Canada or is it somebody else? I'm not saying to, I'm not calling for Tomlin's head. I love Mike Tomlin. I hope he coaches the Steelers for another 10 years at least. That'd be wonderful. But I wish that somebody would be, um, would be held accountable for what Matt Canada has done. Can't be necessarily Matt Canada because he was re- he was brought back this year after what we saw last year with the Steelers team. Now, here's why the game on Monday night is so important. The Bengals look extremely mortal. The Bengals are now 0-2. Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf, and uh, their offensive line looks bad. They lost to Baltimore. The Bengals are 0-2 right now, losing at home today uh, after getting blown out by the Browns and then losing home to the Ravens. The Bengals now 0-2 in the division including one loss at home. So their offense looked very fractured. They got a pump return for a touchdown. But other than that, their offense was able to move the ball just in the second half, but could not do enough. They could not stop Lamar Jackson or stop the Ravens on third downs when they had to down the stretch. So the Bengals are very vulnerable. The Ravens are undefeated right now. The Steelers can't afford to fall to 0-2 and be two games also behind the Browns in the AFC North, especially then losing a division game. They have to defend their home turf in the division if they have any inkling of either maybe winning the division, believe it or not, or making the playoffs. Getting Cleveland giving, getting Cleveland, to, uh, giving Cleveland a loss on Monday night would be a monumental thing for this Steelers team. How are they going to do it? Well, no Cam Hayward is going to be a big loss for the Steelers. Uh, they're going to need to rely on a, a combination of guys rotating in and out to try to put pressure on Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson did not look great against the Bengals. He looked good, didn't look great. But the Steelers are going to have to stop Nick Chubb, and that'll be a big part of it. Amari Cooper looks like he's not going to play for the Browns. That takes away one of their main weapons. So the Steelers really have to hone in on stopping Nick Chubb and not letting Deshaun Watson make plays with his legs outside of the pocket. So it's going to rely a lot on them to put pressure on the quarterback and also for the linebackers to be disciplined and somebody to, keep a, to be able to spy on Deshaun Watson, see what he's doing, and not let him beat them with his legs. Not having Mari Cooper is a big loss for the Browns. Cam Hayward not, not playing for the Steelers is a big loss. Also, Deontay Johnson, his injury, another loss. Makes the Allen Robinson signing, by the way, or the trade for Allen Robinson, much more important now because they're going to have to rely on him quite a bit in this game against the Browns. The Browns defensively, an amazing, uh, you know, they're going to really test that Steelers offensive line. It's a big moment for Najee Harris because Jalen Warren has looked more dynamic throughout the preseason and even last week against San Francisco. Najee Harris is not in danger of losing his job, but he's in danger of his touch share going down dramatically. If Warren continues to be the more dynamic back who gives him a better chance to advance the ball downfield and a better chance for a big play, Najee Harris and the offensive line for the Steelers need to have really strong games against Cleveland for the Steelers to have a chance. They also need to open up that playbook more. I talked already about Matt Canada and what he's, uh, how I think he's holding back the offense too much. Uh, 
George Pickens needs to hook up Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, Pat Fryermuth, he needs to be more of a weapon as well for the Steelers. I think he had three catches in the game. I know he got dinged up, but three catches and a touchdown, the one touchdown in the loss to San Francisco. And then Allen Robinson will play a big role in that as well. But the Steelers, uh, they cannot afford to fall to 0-2 and especially cannot afford to lose a home game to the Browns. Um, I have looked at this game a lot of different ways. And it's going to be a close game. I know the Browns are favorite. I don't think the Steelers lost a home game on Monday nights. It's like 1991 or some ridiculous stat like that. But the Steelers are going to have to control the ball. They can't have a bunch of three and out quick plays, a quick series like that. They've got to be able to control the ball, establish the run early, establish the run to open up the passing lanes then for a chance for the Steelers to make some big plays. They've got to take shots downfield as well. The Browns defense is solid but it's not perfect. It is certainly vulnerable in certain spots. I think that if they can give Pickett time to throw, at first they open it up with the run game and have success with that. If Harris can get going and start chewing up clock, keep that Browns defense on the field and make them stay on the field for long periods of time, the Steelers can wear them down. And if you get to that point, then we'll get the, you know, when you get the second half, it could really pay dividends there. I think the Steelers can win this game. I've got the Steelers winning at 20 to 17. It should be a great grind it out AFC North game. These AFC North games all year are going to be fun to watch. When you've got games like that Bengals Ravens game was fun to watch today. Uh, and whenever when the Steelers meet with the Ravens and the, whenever these teams play each other outside of last week with the Browns and Bengals and the Browns dominated that. But for the most part, these should be great games, fun, you know, uh, in the trenches kind of games in the AFC North. And whichever defense and offensive line, whichever one wins the trenches battle. Most games is going to win the games in these interdivision contests. So uh, should be a lot of fun on Monday night. God, I hope we have a lot to talk about on Tuesday. That's in a positive light because the Steelers, like I said, this is a huge game for them. They need this win at home against Cleveland and uh, and get to one and one, stay game behind Baltimore and be undefeated in the division through two weeks, which might not mean much to you. But if you can get the Browns to one and one and the Bengals row with two in the division, that makes a big difference. So, so uh, that's it for the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, live from Las Vegas. We'll do it again, though, after this Steelers game with the Browns. Uh, you can download the app, Fanstream Sports app, Apple and Android, fanstreamsports.com. Go check all that out. Like, listen, subscribe. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.